So fundamentally, you have the privilege you know, to come to any Zoemin's conference in the world when it happens. And there's some plan for our conferences and that you can find from our internet homepage. And the plan for schedule for next year will be confirmed end of this year. And for the Central America, Professor Francisco is going to be you know, in charge of everything. And then you have to contact with Pastor Francisco. And for Honduras, we want to establish Pastor Samuel as the director of the Ministry of Soil Ministry. Of course, he's going to work with Pastor Francisco. And for people in Honduras, you can contact with Pastor Samuel. So it's better for you to know about the schedule for next year. And I'm going to come again here in the third, three, third and fourth week of February. And so in February, we'll be having a conference in Tegucigalpa for Honduras to establish the, the part of the ministry in Honduras. Of course, you know, Central America, you know, any country can come to the conference. You are expecting to have 600 people there. And then after the conference, maybe in the end of March, and we haven't set the dates, but roughly, roughly speaking, you know, about the schedule, and like the end of March, and I'm going to invite uh, the pastors in Central America for one month in Korea. So, and the pastors should be in Zoe Ministry, of course. And then we can invite someone who wants to partake in Zoe Ministry and those who have been into the conference before. Uh, we cannot have so many people, so we are, you know, you know receiving 50 people, 5 or. So you have to contact with Pastor Francisco for that. Last time we have invited a lot of pastors, so in total, 50, 50 persons in total, right? And because, you know, if the, the, the number exceeds 50, we cannot, you know, give you training so properly. So we'll be staying in Korea for training one month. And you know, you know, there are some you know pastors who came here. And then you know I will you know make you see around some important places in Korea as well. And that will happen in the end of March. And maybe in the end of April and the first week of May, uh, my wife is going to come here to hold the conference for the pastor's wife. And the venue location is not decided yet. So that is, uh, roughly speaking, the schedule for next year, and especially in Central America. 
So we will confirm the exact date in the end of this year, and we will upload the schedule in our homepage website. So we have to you know, talk about you know, that schedule with Pastor Francisco and Pastor Samuel. Samuel. And Pastor Samuel and uh, the pastor from Argentina, they will come to Korea for training for some time. And there will be some in young adults from Central America to be trained in our church. And Eduardo, who is son of Pastor Francisco, will be coming to Korea for training. And God is going to send uh, you know, a lot of young adults to our church in Korea as well. I cannot give you the exact date for that or exact period for training. Maybe you can finish it in three years. Maybe you, it will take you know, more than 10 years. Or maybe you, you will be living in Korea forever. Only God knows about that. And maybe if necessary, and I, I will get them married, you know. And uh, Eduardo you know, has come to our church before. And she, she, he he's famous for, I mean, he popular you know, among the girls, you know, because you know, he resembles exactly resembled his father, you know. So you know, I ask him to you know, get rid of old spirit of immorality, you know, when he comes back into Korea again. <laughs> So this is the schedule that is decided thus far. And now I ask you, you know, to you know, participate in any other conference in, except for you know, this place. You know. Of course, you know, Pastor Francisco and Samuel will be, you know, no, with us, no, no, when we have a conference outside Central America, like Africa, we know that you know, Latin America is not rich countries. But you know, you will see that Africa is one of the most you know, poor country, poorest country in the world. And we have to serve them, right? And you can come to the conference in Malaysia as well. And there will be a conference in Malaysia in the end of November this year. And you are also responsible for the remnant ministry in the world with me, right? So I invite you to be with together. And whenever we do ministry and have conference, you know, we know that you know, many people from all around the world are coming, that we can be united all together. So it's very important, especially in this end time. And I counted uh, the number of the nations who are coming to Israel, and there might be you know, 25 of them. So we are gathered together, you know, for the conference in Israel. That, you know, is why you have to pray, you know, for us, you know, all together. Though you cannot come, no, or come. So, because the remnants are gathering, there are many things that God wants to walk through us. 
so you will receive a lot of blessings and grace if you with me with us through our ministry and you know that if you have participated in Zoyamin's conference or our church, and I, you know, ask you to come to our church, you know, to see how we are doing, and you will see that you know God is now establishing this kind of church in this age. And you know that our saints they serve you very well. You know, just in case you cannot receive any grace, but you know, I'm guaranteeing that you know you will gain you know more than 10 kilograms while you are staying there. So let's go into Galatia. So are you ready? Do you feel that the nuclear reactor of the gospel is now working in you? And I know that some of you have already feeling, uh, have have a feeling that you know the nuclear reactor is working in you. So you will see that you know how much powerful, how powerful the word of God that comes through your mouth. When you so that when you preach, you will see that the demon is you know, manifested you know to hear the sermon, and then there will be a strong the work of God for repentance. So I want you to have you know, the nuclear reactor of the gospel working powerfully in you. So for chapter three, and Paul he ended chapter two saying that I do not set aside the grace of God, right? So we had the gospel and revelation and righteousness. And for chapter 3, we have another element of the nuclear reactor of the gospel and especially faith. And Paul is focusing on the theme of faith in chapter 3 and promise and inheritance. And that is air, being the air of God. And these elements are flowing repeatedly throughout the chapter 3. So when you have the book of Galatians with faith, you know, the element of the nuclear reactor of the gospel will be realized in you. So spiritual things and the truth No, you can't depict how they are exactly. So, for instance, you cannot say that you know the truth is like the tower. You cannot you know, say that the spiritual world is like a tower here. Because the spiritual things is not are not limited to a three-dimensional world. But when you receive that with faith, you can confirm what it is, you know, in you. And especially we can say that that is life. And the life means the eternal life. So you feel full when you eat something, right? And you can feel the energy, you know, when the, the food are being digested in you, right? The spiritual world is the same. When you receive the spiritual life, and you will feel full, I mean, your spirit will feel full. And then you will feel that the power of God is running in you. Especially you are the servant of God who does ministry. So the power is going to be manifested when you do ministry. Like when you cast out demons, 
And when you break through some problems, and the power through manifested through these you know, circumstances, you know, comes to you because you receive it spiritually. So we have done spiritual warfare. Now if you have the strong you know, power of life, when you proclaim through it, like Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, the two, you know, the, there's the angels appointed, designated to each churches. So, you know, with our spiritual warfare, the, the mighty angels are working all together with us. Maybe some of you have seen the the angels today. You know, when you when we do the spiritual warfare, you know, the mighty angels, you know, as much as tall as like the high-rise building over there, you know, the angels are you know, you know coming, you know, and they have come to you know, fight with us. So, you no, know, we know that you know we are you know doing the spiritual warfare, you know, at the same time, you know, uh, in Panama, at the same time in uh, Korea as well. So, I mean, you know, the new work of God is now you know working both in Panama and Korea at the same time. So maybe political, you know, world and some economic world, they are changing according to the ministry, according to spiritual warfare you know, that I'm doing here, right? So there are many reasons that you have to have strong the power of life. But, you know, with the power, you, know, you have authority to move the spiritual world. So when these elements are being worked in you, you, know, you as a result, you will have the stronger power of life and you will be filled with the power of the holiness of God. So it's not that, you know, spiritual world is nothing because you cannot see it. But these are real that they will be running as a life in you that you will be transformed and you will be renewed and you will be changed continuously. So let's look at the word of God. So Paul is saying that you foolish Galatians. So the Paul is swearing, you know. You know how Paul is swearing a lot in Galatians. He is, you know, you know, pointing out, you know, the Galatians as foolish people because they don't know about the spiritual world. If they know about the spiritual things, that they can discern the way of God. But if their spiritual eyes are closed, they cannot see anything. So what is faith? Um, there are, you know, one thousand ways that God doesn't want. But with faith, you can discern just one way, you know, among the 10,000 you know, other different in the ways. But unbelief is that you know, there are the 1,000 ways of God, but, you know, he tends to choose just one out of uh, uh, one out of the 1,000, you know, you know, that is not wanted by God. So another illustration is that you know, the enemies are gathered around, you know, the wall. And everyone you know, has closed the door, and they are ready to you know, react against the enemy. And but one foolish soldier, you know, he opened the door, and checking the who are you then? Who are you then outside the wall? So how foolish he is! And but you will become like this if you don't live by faith, if you don't live you know, through the spirit. So that is why Paul is saying, you know, the foolish Galatians and the children of God should be wise always. It's not about you know, your quality, but it's it's a matter about the dimension.
So we are not the ones who are living in the limited three-dimensional world, but we are living in the four dimension. So we have different, you know, dimension. So the bug cannot, you know, understand about the tomorrow because he can only live one day. So if you don't know about the future world, you'll be like this bug. Only can live one day. You cannot understand the tomorrow, right? Because you have you know, your eyes closed to the spiritual world. That is why Paul is swearing against Galatians. But children of God should be wise. We are the ones who live by the, the wisdom of heaven, which means that we have another dimension. Of course, we are living on earth, but our, we are rooted on heaven, right? So like Ephesians 2, 16, and those who are saved is depicted this way. You are enthroned with the Lord already. Of course, it's something that will happen in the future, but as soon as you receive salvation, as a royal children, you are enthroned with the Lord already. It's not understandable in the three-dimension world. But we are living in the dimension of God. We are here, but at the same time, our existence is also there in the heaven. We are enthroned with the Lord. So I want you to see the spiritual world more and more and deeper and deeper. Spiritual world is real. And the reason that the human being is so you know, surprising and amazing is that you know, his human being can live by flesh or he can live by the, the spirit. So, you know, your life is going to be defined according to your choice, you know, spirit or the flesh. So why can't you understand the spiritual world? It's because you continue to live by the flesh that your flesh is going to be, you know, you know, you know frustrated, frustrated. So there's uh, the sea, the deepest sea in the world, and it is deeper than the 10 kilometers. And there's a fish living in that deepest sea, and that fish doesn't have eyes. The function of the eyes is, is eliminated because you know, it is living in that deepest sea. It doesn't need you know eye. So like that, you know, when you don't live by faith, your spiritual eyes will be closed. So in the, the New Testament authors, they you know, urge you to, urge you, you know, saying that, you know, to see, you have to see, you have to see, see that in Second Corinthians 4, what Paul says there is that you, know, you have to see the face of the Lord. You have to see the light of the glory that knows about the glory of God. That's just, that's the same way, you have to see that. You know, archangels, you know, and uh, there's a hierarchy in the, in the angel world, and the, the powerful angels have the, the powerful shining of the light. Of course, you know, I'm not doing this kind of ministry very well, very often, but you know, in the, the first stage of the soil ministry, I've been doing this kind of ministry very you know, often. So you know, one you know, pastor's wife wants to you know, see angels, so I lay my hands on her, and then I, I, told, I asked her whether she can see a small bit of light, and I told her that you know, the light is going to be expanded more and more, and then you will eventually see angels from the, the light. And she screamed you know, suddenly to see the angel.
So I have done this sort of ministry to make people understand about spiritual world. But you know, these days I don't do that ministry because it's not an ultimately beneficial. Anyways. The normal angel, you know, if you see the light of the angel, you'll be a surprise, you know. But the, the light from the archangel, you know, you cannot see it through your physical eyes. You will be blind if you see the light. So in Zakharovia, there's a story about the glorious church. You know, when the glorious church, you know, you know establish it, you know, there's a time that the church will be doing ministry with the archangels. So it's amazing, isn't it? And we have Mikael over there, right? <laughs> so we will have this sort of archangels together with us. But there's no angel, even archangels, cannot see the face of the Lord. But you are allowed to see that light. He is now visible God. He is visible God. He is not invisible God. So children of God can live by seeing that light, looking at that light. So how prestigious you know, it is for you. Now, no angels can see the face of the Lord. But you are allowed to see that light. So you have the, the eyes to see that light. And that is eye of faith. Amen. So that's why you have to you know, keep seeing, looking at you know, the spiritual world. It's not through your physical eyes, but you have to open your spiritual eyes you know, to understand the spiritual world. You, know, you will discern the movement of the demons around you. So you know, what's the reason that you know, it's hard to discern the movement of Antichrist? They have the, the stealth function. They can hide themselves. They are you know, working far away. So when their attack comes to me, it's too late. You know, but when you open your spiritual eyes more and more, and you will see that how universe are working around you. Why? Is it because of my ability? No. He is in me, and I am in him. And in him, all creatures are supported according to the message of Colossians, right? And because the creature, they are standing on the basis of uh, the Lord. If I am connected to the Lord, I will see how God is ruling over the world. So that is why you have to be holy and your, the power of faith should be expanded in you. And you, don't, you should not have any barriers between you and the Lord. So that is why I have to eliminate all the fleshly desire that will go against the Lord. And then He will be in you, and you will be in His presence. And in His presence, all creatures are sustaining all together in the Lord. It's not a pure imagination. It's about the order and principle of the spiritual world. So that is why I'm urging you to empty yourself. You have to be purified. So in Proverbs, it is said that and those who pursue purity will be a friend of the king. And the pure people are the people whom love by God. And God takes preciously those who only love God. And God is pleased with you when you love only God. Yes, God is everything to you, right? Amen.
And the only thing that we need is the Lord. Of course, you need your wife, but you know, it is meaningless if you don't have God and you have wife. No, it's, it's, it's meaningless. You have a lot of money without God. No, it's useless. But if you have God and you have everything, and if you have everything and without God, that's meaningless. So that is why, you know, we understand the reason that Paul is blaming the Galatians. So you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. He's talking about the cross. And Paul is not, you know, focusing on the theme of cross, you know, very much in Galatians. But you know, from the cross, you know, God's grace has begun, right? And the righteousness of God has begun in on the cross. So, so you know, Paul refers to the cross you know, two times. And the first, you know, mention you know, appears in chapter three, and you know, there's another mention in chapter three, chapter six. So Paul is saying that I have still stigma stigma of the Lord like the Lord has stigma that is from the cross and the poor has also the stigma that you know appears in chapter 6 the reason the poor is mentioning about uh, mentioning about the cross is because you know righteousness grace all of them are starting from beginning from the cross so Paul is saying that before your eyes, uh, Christ Jesus uh, was clearly portrayed as crucified. Why? Why is that? Uh, it's not just in a Paul's mind. But Paul is now portraying the real cross event before the Galatians. So when you are saved, you you know encounter the cross of Jesus, right? But that event happened 2,000 years ago. And that's the event that, you know, 2,000 years ago, one Israelite young adult has died on the cross. And that has to be in the present, right? But there's a gap between space, like, you know, here and Israel. And there's a gap, you know, between the time, you know, here and then, right? Now and then. And that's not something we can, you know, supersede by human ability. But, you know, by the works of the Holy Spirit, we can, you know, go over the space and we can go over the time. So that is why I'm saying that the event of the cross is real to you. So the you know, healing your wounds are uh, done in the same, same way. So let's say you know, I got hurted when I was young, one year old. So you now I'm giving you a, a real example, right? So let's say that you cannot, you know, drink mother's milk, you know, for one day, or a half day when you were a little baby, and it's not a big thing, you know, for others, you know, to be fasting you know, for half of a day, but you know, for little baby, they will fear, fear of death, right? Because it's, they are little, right? And I've been, you know, you know, doing ministry for, you know, the people like that, and I, I met a person who are eating a lot, too much. Uh, but you know the reason that he is eating that much is because you know he had the fear of death when he was very little. 
but you know when he became older you know you know we cannot imagine you know the, the pain and suffering you know when he you know, uh, that he had to go on through you know, when he was young we cannot understand it you know by our imagination and uh, why I'm saying this I cannot hear a baby crying here you know and for those who have abandoned by their parents that the baby is crying in loneliness you know, I can hear the sound you know, now but you, know, you will be healed you know, while you are listening to the word so inner healing you know, should you know, you know, bring you, you know, to that time and then you have to understand the, the fear and the pain that you, know, you had to have you know, in that you know, the time. But you know, it's not done by human ability, but the Holy Spirit will bring you to that moment. So I can hear the louder cries of the baby at the moment anyway. <laughs> So when you feel that pain, you know, through the Spirit's walk, and then you can you know, lay down your pains before the Lord. So that's why we have to rely on the power of the blood. And then you'll be healed, and then the anointing of the Holy Spirit will be, will be touching him. It's not just recollection of the memory you know, that we are doing for inner healing. Of course, you can you know, recollect some memories when you uh, that you have, you know, when experience in you when you are others, you know. But you know, for the little baby or a baby in mother's womb, you cannot you know, recognize it. So that I, what I mean is that the Holy Spirit should take you to that moment. So for today, you know, for those who have the pain that you, know, you have abandoned by your parents, oh Lord, please let them, you know, go back to that time to that moment that you know, all fear and loneliness and pain you know let them you know face all these things that you know, they can be you know, healed from that bondage so the event of the cross is the same so when you are saved you are brought by the Holy Spirit to that moment so the past became the present right because the Holy Spirit can, you know, supersede the space and the time. You know, originally human spirit is not limited to space or time. So when I'm, you know, praying at the church and I have experienced this time, you know, this moment, you know, this sort of accident is a lot. So, you know, for instance, you know, I was, you know, praying for Africa, but you know, I have realized that, you know, the missionary in Africa, they, the, the couple were, you know, the quarreling to each other. You know, I, I was sensing that. So I you know, called to the, the missionary that, you know, uh, please, you know, in the Reconcile, be reconciled to each other, and then the missionary was surprised to you know, hear from me that you know, the pastor, how did you know that? But it was not by me, but you know, God, you know, let my spirit to the space that I was able to recognize, you know, why they are quarreling to each other. Like in First Corinthians, you know, Paul say like this, says like this, you know, I, when I was Ephesians, uh, I my spirit was judging your spirit, you know, writing to the Corinthians, you know, while staying in Ephesians. Ephesus, you know, Paul was able to you know, see what kind of things were going in Corinth, church in Corinth. Or, in some cases, the space can enter into you. 
Maybe you will hear this very super spiritually, but when your spiritual life is realized and embodied in your life, you can live in the same way. So the cross of Jesus, the cross event, it's not an uh, uh, event that a uh, young Israelite you know, had to die in loneliness. No. This is a time that you know, all the life for humankind is open to them. So God you know, had to focus on the cross event, and all angels were focusing on the cross event, and even the enemies are looking at the cross event of Jesus. Why? Why is that? You know, because of the cross event, God can overflow the life to humankind, and for the enemy, they will be judged and they will confirm you know, their you know, the defeat. And then, because of that you know, importance, you know, the cross event you know, shook all the earth. And the spiritual order of all you know, dimensions of the world are renewed. So in Hebrews, we have the, um, the, the term new order, renovation, you know, which means that there has, uh, the new order has been established through the, the, the event of the cross. So like you, when you encounter the cross, you will be having the new order. This tremendous event also happened to you when you encounter with the Lord. So for me, 33 years before, uh, when I encountered with the Lord, you know, everything has been you know, revolutionized. You know, all you know, the changes happened to me. You know, I cried a lot. You know, I, you know, and at the same time, I mean, at that time, you know, I, I smoke a lot, but nicotine was coming out, you know, my, you know, you know, the body from my body. You know, I'm thankful for God. You know, He didn't let me to, you know, the poo poo or you know, to pee. You know, no, at that moment, so all dirty things, you know, came out of my body. So I was revolutionized because of the cross event. And that is the moment when you have the new life. And it's for all humankind. And the new order for all you know, the creatures has been set up you know, through the cross event. So it's not a simple event. So you cannot ignore you know, the cross event when you have saved. So through the cross event, the past became the present to you. So the cross is now you know, coming to you. So especially salvation in terms of gospel of John. And he says that God is coming to you continuously. So what we need to do is just to open our heart to receive him. That is salvation that John is depicting. So he comes to you continuously. And it's not about the time and space. But it's about the relationship with him. He comes to you to have fellowship with you. So we have to open our minds and our spirit that we can receive him. When you reject it, then you will be under judgment. So at this moment even, and he is moving to you, moving towards you. And the meaning of the name of Yahweh, he said, it means that he is God who is moving. But uh, he doesn't move. He doesn't make any moves. 
but Yahweh God, He is moving continuously. Moving is not about works, but He creates life in you continuously. And He creates life in you continuously. And He is coming to you continuously. So I have to open my mind that I can receive Him. So that's why I'm saying that God is eternal present. And Exodus 3:18, Moses let you know. I mean, Yahweh let uh, Moses know about His name, and He is saying that I am who I am. And uh, uh, in Hebrew, the, the verb Haya is used there, and it's very you know, special you know, verb in Hebrew. And how can you interpret it? It means that you know, the verb Haya means the eternal present. So, uh, in, likewise, God you know, comes to you as a eternal present. And the God whom, whom you met in one hour ago is not a real God, because spiritually speaking, the time has passed. But you have to meet with Him now, here, presently, like the verb Haya. He is coming to you in the present. So you have to receive Him, you have to encounter with Him, opening your mind. So that's why you know, when Paul is saying that the cross of the Jesus is clear, it means that it is not just a depiction of the past event, but it is kind of real thing that happened to you. You know, he is coming to you as well at, the, at this moment. And like in the 220, you know, you have to confirm the fact that you died with Christ on the cross, that it is not I, but he is living in me. So in Galatians, they were able to encounter this amazing event of the cross, but they are being corrupted. So Paul is saying that, who has bewitched you? So what Paul wants to say that, you know, you know why you are deceived, you know, you know, despite the fact that you have encountered with the cross of Jesus? Why you do not, you know, receive the God who is eternal present? So open your mind widely. Open your wide, you know, mind widely. Now I can hear the babies crying here. So you have to be healed. You cannot come before God you know, with that wounds. Touch, Lord, please touch her. Touch him, Lord. Please, you know, heal all the hurts in their unconsciousness. Lord, eternal present, you know, please you know, come to them. Come to them. You know, please heal their wounds with the power of the blood. Oh Lord, please pour out your anointing upon the wounds. And please walk through the Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, more of you, more of you. And I feel that it's better for one person, just one person, to come to the front you know, who are abandoned by mother and became orphan you know, when he or she was born. Do we have any other people like that, person like that? Right, we have one. I cannot, you know, continue my sermon, you know, because the, the, the baby's crying uh, is sounding, you know, around me, you know, continuously. Lord, please heal this daughter of God. Open your wide, open your mind widely, open your heart widely. Lord, please uh, lead her spirit to that moment, that painful moment. 
that she can understand the pain and the suffering of being abandoned, but you know, let her rely on the power of the blood that you know the hurt and fear will not be problematic any longer. Lord, please heal all the sense of loss. Lord, please let these cannot you know suffer her any longer. Lord, heal. My beloved daughter, I heal your, your wounds clearly and purify your spirit that she can be free from you know, anything. Go away, the spirit of fear. Go away. Please eliminate all sorts of fear in her. Lord, more of you. Let her free. Let her free from all bondages that she will not be attacked by the sense of loss, by the spirit of immorality, that she will now, from now on, can feel the presence of Jesus. The spirit of fear, go away, go away, blood of Jesus, go away, go away. More powerfully. Right. So let's continue. Okay, now I don't hear the babies crying. So let's continue. So you have to feel that the cross is coming to you now. And it's important that God is eternal present. So that is why the Hebrews uses the verb Hayah. He is coming to you continuously. He is God who is moving. He is life that he will make you move in terms of life, according to his life. It's not that you know you are doing something, but the life in you is going to be moved by him. So medically speaking, when you are alive, no, we can no, no, say that um, the water is working inside of you, it's now circulating in your body. So the reason that the ship can you know, you know, travel around the world is because you know, the ship can you know, you know, you know, throw away you know, the old water you know, continuously. In the same you know, way, you know, when God is coming to you as eternal present, and He is increasing the power of life in you that you know, the, the life can become stronger and the life can be strengthened. So you will have the eternal life, the power of eternal life, do it. So let's continue. So verse 2. It seems that we cannot finish the book of Galatians you know, if we go into this speed. So maybe we can use the afternoon, you know, tomorrow, you know, if we don't, you know, uh, if we lack of time, lack of time. So I would like to first to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? So Paul, you know, discussed about the grace in chapter two, and the source of grace is the cross of Jesus. And the one who confirms the grace of Jesus is Holy Spirit, right? And but did we receive the Spirit out of our works of the law? No, it's about salvation. So we have dealt with salvation yesterday. 
And the fact that the Spirit is living in me means that the Word of God is in me as well, that we can become the, the being of the new covenant. So, so please ask her whether she feels lighter. She you know, uh, received attacks from the spirit of fear more. So you have to be the spiritual warrior and you know, be brave and bold. And she has a lot of sense of loss. And sometimes she feels loneliness, but you, know, you will not be longer like that before. So free, freedom to you, freedom to you. So let's continue. <laughs> As you can see down there, over there. So the fact that the Spirit of God has come to you means that uh, He came with the world as well. So Paul is speaking about the older observation. So the fact that the Spirit is in you means that the Word of God is in you. And then, you know, which means that you, know, you listen to the Word of God with faith. And then listening to the Word of God with faith will increase your uh, fullness of the Holy Spirit. And then the fullness of the Holy Spirit will you know, increase the power that you can you know, you know, listen to the Word with faith. So this is about the event observation. So the Spirit is in you. And you have the blood in you and the word of God in you. This happened when you received salvation. So it has no relationship with the works of the law. All are done by grace. And receiving the Holy Spirit and doing the miracles and power of the Holy Spirit, all are grace. But when you forget about the grace, you know, for some moment of time, you, know, you will think that you know the power that will manifest through you will is is yours, your own. So the charismatic movement, you know, started by John Wimber from you know 1960. You know, it didn't you know affect it in a positive way to the churches. I don't mean that the spiritual gift is not you know is strong itself, but you know he was not able to see the entirety of the kingdom of God using the spiritual gift. So it's not you know the spiritual gift is not yours fundamentally speaking. No, like the you know, First Corinthians 12 says. The spiritual gift is possible through the anointing of the, the Holy Spirit, and then the Spirit is working through that anointing. So spiritual gift is not something that you can possess. If Spirit works through you, and you can use all kinds of spiritual gifts through Him, and it will take much time if we talk about the spiritual gift. Anyway, no, I mean what I mean is that no, God can use one person for every spiritual gift. And I was able to you know, use 76, you know, spiritual gift, you know, except for just one, and that is the gift of uh, being a bachelor. No. You know, there's no, you know, you know, spiritual gift, you know, for me. Celibacy, right? I don't have spiritual gift of being a celibacy. So, and he doesn't have, you know, that, you know, spiritual gift either. So let's continue. So all our grace, 
all are based on the grace of God. So that's why we can be excited, we can rejoice when we live by God, right? And we will keep crying before Him, right? With excitement and joy. So let's continue to verse 3. Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? What does Paul mean is that you, know, you cannot you know, end something with flesh when you start with the flesh, I mean, start with the Holy Spirit. So by the event of salvation, you have to keep you know, living with the Holy Spirit. That is how the event of the cross you know, are affecting to you. So when you receive salvation in a right way, you know, the cancellation of salvation is not you know, possible for you. <laughs> what I mean is that you know, there's, it's not that you know, there's no cancellation of salvation. No, you know, there will be cancellation of salvation based on Hebrews 6. And based on the book of Romans, we can say about cancellation of salvation. Likewise, in Hebrews as well. So there is clearly cancellation of salvation. It's not that God cancels salvation, but uh, you know that you know, the spirit size, you know, when you commit sin, but you know, it's a state that you, know, you cannot, you know, no longer, you no longer able to uh, hear the signs of the Holy Spirit. So when you, you know, repent, you can hear the cries of the Holy Spirit in you. But when you are in the state that you cannot you know, hear the cries of the Holy Spirit any longer, and then you will uh, you know, commit the sin or blasphemy of the Holy Spirit that you, know, you cannot any longer you know, receive uh, the, the, the state of salvation. That is the cancellation of the spirit. I mean, salvation. You know, you know. But, you know, the Bible you know, clearly refers to the cancellation of salvation. But, you know, it's not that, you know, something Paul is speaking here. But when you, when you became the children of God, and the event of salvation and the event of cross, no, they cannot lead you to the life in the flesh because when you choose the flesh, you know, we will see that the Spirit is going to work for you to restore you. And you will see that the power of the blood and the power of the Word of God will work in you that, you know, you can be awakened. You know, that is how God is working, you know, with the life of salvation. But when you are blind toward God and when you are receiving untruths, and in terms of Galatians, they receive different gospel. And in, in 10 years, they are about to finish their works, you know, with the flesh. It's so dangerous. So the secret to victory for us is to live by the Holy Spirit continuously and to kill the decrease of power of the flesh through the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying about your effort, but no, I'm saying to you that let the Spirit walk in you. When he is working for you, and then you'll be like this. So everything is through, only through the grace of God. It's not by my effort, but he's working consciously in you. So just remember one thing. Just look at him. Just focus on him. Just receive him who is coming to you continuously. So easy, right? So easy. It's like just look at the, the bronze snake when you are bite by a snake. 
so to the life with God should become easier as you are working with the God, with, with God. So you have to confess that it's so easy to live with God. That should be your confession. But when the power of the flesh in you is too strong, then it's difficult for you to live with the spirit. You know, I've been living in this world for 29 years before the conversion. And my father was very rich, and I was able to drive Porsche when I was studying in the U.S. You know, I was really, really rich. I was 20 years old, and then I was able to drive Porsche. <laughs> And I'm I'm not good looking at the moment at this moment. But when I was 20, I was have uh, you know good you know body that I I was always half naked and then I I, I drove you know Porsche and then I I wear the sunglasses and then you know I, I said sorry to speakers in my car and then I I play the music. <laughs> And the, the favorite song of me is uh, that I need a hero, you know, the song by Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it like that, you know. So my life was fabulous, you know, in terms of the worldly tendency. But you no, know, I wanted to kill myself, you know, continuously. And I was living in high apartment in the LA. So when I, you know, have a conference in LA, I was so excited because that was a village, you know, where I played with demons, you know, before a conversion. And the demons were surprised to see me. You know, how how can you be changed like that? You know, <laughs> it's like they are you know astonished to see me. You know, but you know it was so difficult to live in the world. And as long as you are enjoying the world, you know it becomes harder and harder to live with demons. Is too difficult. <laughs> And God, you know, doesn't blame you out of your, you know, he, he seldom you know, blames you and he doesn't remember the record of your sin when you repent. And this is how the life with God is going. So it's nonsense to live by flesh. So the poor is not, you know, saying that, you know, it's one of the possibilities that you will live by the flesh. But when you have the excitement of salvation, you can never live by the flesh. So what Paul means is that, you know, you know, it's not practically possible, but when you go into the love of God, but when you understand the love of God, the true salvation, it is never be possible for you to continue to live in the flesh. So it's not that you have to focus on the, the power of darkness, like you know, you know, seeing yourself that you know I can be you know going into desperation, falling to desperation. I can you know, live by the flesh for sometimes. But you know, when you think about the love of God, you know, this pair has no relationship to you. It's not something that you can you know, receive. I mean, thinking about His love, the loneliness and pain, they are not mine. So for last three, 33 years, you know, I have never experienced loneliness. God is my witness. 
and I have never experienced fear of the demon. Demon. Of course, I've been attacked, you know, you know, several times, and I, I've been, you know, going through the pain. But still, I don't. I'm not afraid of them. No, never, never, never once. Because of the amazing quality of his love, greatness of his love. Now, how much he's working for me? How can I be lonely? How can I fall into despair? So that is why I shout out victory every day. So let's continue. And verse 4. Have you experienced so much in vain if it really was in vain? So the people in Galatia, they received the truth, and it's natural for them to be persecuted because of the truth. In Thessalonians, Paul is saying that, they rejoice in the tribulation through the Holy Spirit. And that is from 1 Thessalonians 1.6. No, they received the word of God with joy, no, though they were no, going through the tribulation. So when you live by the truth, you will have tribulation. You cannot have easy life with, with the, the reception of the truth. And it's impossible for you to pursue easier life. So I've been doing my pastoring job, you know, for a long time. And God is now leading me into glorification. He received everything that I've done for him. So that is why you know, God doesn't give any pains about the resource, like you know, you know, because of human, because of people, because of money. You know, you know, there's no kind of pain, you know, because of those, you know, elements. You know, God doesn't treat me in the way. But even though I don't have that kind of pain, but I cannot, you know, just easily, you know, enjoy uh, that abundance in a worldly way. And because you know, I don't you know, let my spirituality uh, being defined you know, with that element, because I have the truth and the principle is that I have to live the life of the humble one, right? Now, you know that you know, my saints, the people in my church, they serve me a lot. And they give me a lot of money to buy a car. But I cannot you know, you know, buy a car. I cannot enjoy the money. So I offered all the money, you know, toward, toward God. I'm not boasting. But when you have the truth, it's natural for you to live in the way. You cannot enjoy the affluence, bodily affluence, physical affluence. And this is how the life of the one who have uh, truth is going. I'm not saying that you are. You have to be ethical. That is about you know Buddhist teaching, right? Monks, monks, you know they don't eat cooked food. They eat raw rice. Why? Why is that? I can't understand them. You know, we have the good rice cookers in Korea. <laughs> they have to sleep you know, while sitting. No, they don't use bed, you know, though we have a lot of good beds in Korea. <laughs> and before meeting with the Lord, you know, my family, they are so much interested in Buddhism. 
also we have invited a lot of you know, monks, you know, famous monks to our home. But I hated you know, Buddhism. Why? Why is that? It's so painful to 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 follow Buddhist teaching. Like you, know, you have to, you know, you know, just sleeping, you know, you know, while you are sitting, and then and and everything you know was so painful that just that was not suitable for me. And then I started to look at the Bible, but you know that fits me very well. You know, what you need is just to believe. What you need is just to believe. You know, how simple is it? <laughs> And fasting is an is not an necessary option. You can eat. So this is my style. So I have realized that to see the Bible. So there's a song, famous song in Gangnam style in Korea. But we are Jesus style, right? So let's continue. So verse five. So again, I ask, does God give you His Spirit and walk miracles among you? by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard. So everything becomes possible through the grace of God. So please don't fast in order that you will increase the power. Please don't do that. Fasting is necessary when you have some problem in the relationship with God. So please don't do that for receiving power. It's dangerous to seek the power itself because power belongs to God. If you are holy, it's natural for you to experience the power of God. So look at the disciples in the Gospels. They don't pray. But they have the power to cast out demons. Why is that? Because they devote themselves as disciples. It's because of their relationship with Jesus, right? So if you have a right relationship, you know, the, the power of God will be manifested in you naturally. If not, it's going to be strange. So please don't pray that, oh Lord, please keep money and please keep power to me. No, God is God knows you know you need that. No, please don't fast you know, to get some power. And then if not, you know, you will you know be caught by the spirit of religion. So everything is about the relationship with God. <laughs> So in terms of fasting, you know, if you find something that you have to deal with God, you know, in the flesh, then you can fast. So please don't have your own purpose in serving God. <laughs> and you, you have to serve God without any purpose, without any reason. So if someone is asking me that, why do you this ministry? I, I will just answer, I don't know. I just, you know, it's because of my love for, you know, Jesus. It's for his glory. There's no reason. Why do you offer a lot of money? No, I don't know. But I just like, you know, Jesus. I just love him. So without purpose, without your own reason, without your own hope, you, know, you have to serve the Lord. Like, you know, Abraham, he entered into the, the Sabbath rest after 180 years. Why? Why it took so long to him? Because he had his own hope a lot. <laughs> because of his own hope, you know, it took a lot of time. So that is why he emptied, poor emptied himself for 17 years in terms of his own hope. The kind of desire to be recognized by the people. Uh, listen carefully. And this is desire of uh, fame and desire of uh, achievement. It is moved by the spirit of religion. And you want to get you know, praise from people. You want to be you know, recognized by people. You want to be moved by the people. So, so you know that pastors are very famous. They are popular, right? 
like uh, celebrities, no, no, you know, like actors and singers, the pastors are the same in terms of popularity, right? So people like, you know, pastors, right? <laughs> but if your case is like this and it's going to be difficult for you, you we, we should just look at God and then his recognition, his acknowledgement is everything to us. So Zedek, which means righteousness in Old Testament time, and it speaks about uh, the status that you can stand before the Lord, but righteousness is a kind of recognition, acknowledgement from God. So if he acknowledges you and then it's done, you know, without any human recognition, human acknowledgement, you know, it's everything. And especially this is important for pastors. So let's continue. Verse 6. So let's continue as much as possible. So Paul is speaking about grace and the Holy Spirit. And from verse 6, Paul is speaking about the story of Abraham. And he is dealing with the theme of faith. Of course, through faith, he can talk about righteousness as well. And how grandiose the scale that Paul is now spreading in Galatians. So these all elements are flowing to you, right? And then you know, the nuclear reactor of the gospel is now working in you. So verse 7, uh, verse 6. So also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And this is from Genesis 15. Of course, Paul used Septuagint, the Greek Bible, Greek Old Testament. Uh, Abraham didn't believe in what God gives, but he just believed in God himself. So we sometimes do mistake in terms of our faith. We tend to believe in what God gives, right? But what we need is just to believe in God himself. So that is the limitation of human thinking. Of course, you know. In human mind, we cannot understand what God gives to us, right? So what kind of event that Genesis 15 is describing? And God has called Abraham, and he ordered, he told Abraham that, look at the stars of the sky, your descendant will be like this. And to see this sense, the number of your descendant will be like that, you know. But at that moment, Abraham didn't have his children. So with his human mind, he cannot understand the promise of God, right? But how was he able to see that as promise? He believed in God who spoke that to him, right? He believed in that promise because God has spoken to him. So when he received that with faith and then he was able to see that promise, and we will be looking at Hebrews as well. So as soon as Abraham was called, and he received God with faith. And then from that moment, he was able to see the glory of the hometown, eternal home, right? And Abraham, no, his family was idol worshiper, right? 
But as soon as he encountered with God, and he started to have faith, <laughs> he was able to see his eternal home, right? That is how faith works. It's not about mysterious things, you know, right? Of course, you know, we are going into the glorious stage, but you know, faith is very simple. When you receive faith, and even though it's small as mustard seed, you can move the mountain into the sea, throw the mountain into the sea. And then it's not about you know, moving of your emotion, it's not about doing miracles, but receive faith means that you just receive faith simply without any doubt. <laughs> so that was Abraham's faith. And faith starts from that. You have to, you know, you cannot, you know, you know try to you know, receive any other thing but faith. But why you can't, can't you have faith in God? Is it because of your you know, capability? Is, is it because you have not you know, fasted as well? No, it's because of doubt. It's because of your thinking, your mind, human mind. So that is why First uh, Timothy 1.5 says that there's a false faith. But we have to have faith without force. So we are mixed too much because we have been living by our thinking, our mind, our experience. So that's why I'm saying to you that you have to empty yourself that you just receive God. You just believe in God himself. That's what we call existential faith. We don't have faith in what God gives. We just receive God himself. That is existential faith. Know who you are. No believing in who you are. You are believing in that. No, that is existential faith. That is a core structure of faith. Receiving God himself. And then you will know who he is. And then you will know about who you are. The identity that is from him. So with this existential faith, you can create everything. Without doubt. So do you believe that you are royal children? Do you believe that he loves you? You believe that he is the king of kings? Do you believe that he is a creator God? And that's everything. And it's not matter whether he gives you or not. Because he is the owner of the creatures. He is possible. He is able. Uh, what we need is just to receive him. You know, Lord, this beloved servants are receiving you. Please give them your faith. Please give them your faith, the face of God. So, Abraham had faith in God. And in Romans 4, Paul is describing the same event. And we want to, we need to see Romans 4. So, Romans chapter 4. And for what, 3, what does scripture say? Post Galatians and Romans, Paul is using the term scripture. And this is different from the author of the book of Hebrews. Now he is saying that the Lord has said this. The Spirit says this. And he speaks about the blood of Jesus rather than the cross of Jesus. So that's why we can say that the Hebrews is not written by Paul. The Paul says about talks about scripture, the record, the record of the promise of God. So what happened, you know, in the scripture is that 
you know, the promise can supersede the boundaries of time and space. So faith that we have is that it has begun with the coming of Jesus on earth, but it actually originally has begun in 4,000 years ago from Abraham. So it's not just began from Jesus. But the prophecy for the faith you know, has started with Abraham 4,000 years ago. So let's say I, I went to Egypt and I went into pyramid, pyramid, and there's some letters on the coffin. Copy, you know, there'll be a person from Korea and his name is Mino Kim. And you, you will see that, you know, I'll be surprised a lot. You know, the records told, you know, prophesied that, you know, I will come here, you know, 6,000 years before. <laughs> so, you know, in the same way, the faith that you have is not you know, started when you uh, have Jesus in your mind, but it is prophesied, you know, several thousand years ago. And like, you know, your name is over there. You know, your name is written, you know, you know 4,000 years ago. It, you know, supersedes the time gap, you know, 4,000 years of time time gap. There's some, you know, very expensive treasure in Korea. You know, it's a vase. And it's very expensive. Why is it so expensive? Because it's too old. It's from antiquity. And it's rare as well. So how old you are, how old your face is, is 4,000 years old, right? And how expensive it is, right? So please don't, you know, please say to people that, you know, please don't touch me. You know, do you know how expensive I am? This is treasure. You are, you know about Mona Lisa, you know, drawn by you know, Leonard da Vinci, right? So when this picture is moving, it's guarded by a tank, right? And armed police. But no, not like that. No, your face is 4,000 years ago, years old. So that is why no, the angels are protecting you, around you. How tremendous it is. So can you imagine the price observation? Uh, you cannot, you know, know, know about the, the price of the salvation. But if we take some hint from the Bible, so we know about the story of, you know, the 10,000 talent, debtors of the 10,000 talent. And if we calculate in the Korean currency, it is more than $20 billion. And the wage of a worker for one day, based on this calculation, you know, the fact that your debt that costs about you know, $10,000 are erased instead, your debt which costs more than $20 billion are erased. So what I'm saying is that you are more expensive than, you know, $20 billion, you know. 
So if you don't have money, you know, just you know, pluck out a hair from your, your your husband. That you know, the one single hair will cost you know, you know ten thousand you know, U.S. dollars. You know, or one hundred U.S. dollars. One hundred thousand U.S. dollars. So, to live by faith, it's not you know, something very little. It's so precious and so honorable. So it's not by chance that you are created, and it's not by chance you became the children of God. It's not by chance you became remnant. If you understand how tremendous your dignity is, that you will know that everything is not done by chance. So, like Galatians, you are the predestined. You are chosen by God. So let's continue. So it says Romans 3, 4, 4, 3, what the scripture say, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. So legally he is declared righteous, that he has no sin. So we start from there, right? So you are regarded as sinless. And this is kind of the legal terminology. So what does it mean? The enemies cannot dare to blame you, you know, condemn you. you know, they are not allowed to condemn you any longer. Spiritually speaking, they cannot you know, bring you a trial before you. When you commit sins in terms of Old Testament times, and the enemy will accuse you, and there will be a trial for the, the, the sin. But you know, Jesus abolished all kinds of judgment and trials. And he is saying that legally you are sinless. So like 1 John 2, 1, he describes Jesus as bleeding advocate. But he is the strongest advocate in the universe. He is speaking on behalf of you. Lord, I have pleaded for him. And he is innocent. And everything is done. Please don't, you know, receive, please, please don't let the enemies accuse you. Please don't receive condemnation by the enemy. Just trample down this enemy. And all the condemnation of the enemy whispering on their ears, go away by the blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. So we should not listen to the noise of the demons, but we have to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's the only thing that we have to hear. So this means that you, know, you are declared righteous. Isn't it amazing? So we will finish here. No, I mean, we are about to finish. So let's look at how this faith is growing. And verse 17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Even at this moment, two-thirds of the world, they are descendants of Abraham. Yes, strictly speaking, 
all those who have faith, they are descendants of Abraham. So God's prophecy will be fulfilled in at last. But we will see that how Abraham was growing in faith. So 18, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed that, and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to Abraham, so shall your offerings be. So, and 17, um, the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. That's the content of uh, the face of Abraham. So in my ministry, I've seen these sort of things very well, very much. You know, that you know, something that was not present you know, became a real thing, you know, through my ministry. So I realized that, you know, God is the one who creates something out of nothing. So you have to have faith in that. So one sister, you know, yesterday, you know, she had received ministry that you know, her you know, arm was growing. So it's kind of ministry that creates out of nothing, you know, some, creates something out of nothing. So with the creator, you know, power of God, you know, he can create something, you know, for you. So his face is that, 18. He had in had hope. He had hope against all hope. So uh, Sarah was a grandmother, old lady. He was 100 years old, and Abraham was grandfather as well. Uh, there was no hope there for them. So it's not that their hope, little hope, grows to a bigger hope. But you know, they had no hope. With with that ground, you know, they you they were able to you know receive hope. That is the power of faith. And long, uh, several years ago, you know, we had a lot of people in Zoemin's conferences, and they they made a line to receive you know ministry from me, and I had to do ministry until 3 a.m. And so I was doing ministry for one sister, and I could feel the same sister here. And she was not able to have a baby, you know, since it's been 10 years since she got married. So you know, I've been doing this sort of ministry, you know, very much, very often. And then I, I, I did ministry for her. And then I asked her that, what kind of ministry do you want to receive? And she told me that you know, I want to have a baby. And I proclaimed to her sister, in the kingdom of God, there's no, you know, you know, lack of life in the kingdom of God. And then the open, you, you know, your womb will be open, you know, and then you will be able to have a baby. And then she went back to home. Then, then, and in 3 a.m., you know, she woke up her husband and saying that we have to make love, you know, because of the fulfillment of the prophecy. And they they loved each other, and they slept with each other. And then, after you know, that, you know, she was able to have a baby, and she is now in high school. The baby is now in high school. And her name is Yesu. No, there are many incidents like this, but she, 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 her case is very particular. 
you know, imagine that she woke up her husband in 3 a.m. and then saying that you, know, you have to love me. You know, you, we have to have love. You know, you know, your face should be like this. You know. No, do you? Is there any any person who can have baby? You have to have love, you know, tonight. And then the open, op, you know, the gate of your room will be open you know, tonight. So let's continue. So, so we have to have. Finish uh, Romans chapter 4. So it depicts the process that Abraham's face is growing. So face is there, it's a gift from God. And from Ephesians 2 8 to 9, it says that the faith is the gift of God, it's not out of the works of the law. So when your faith is growing, you can see that because it's a gift from God, and you need the process that you will empty yourself, your thinking and your experience. So when you receive God, and then God thinks, God regards it as righteous, which means that you are authorized to see the face of God. So that is why Abraham several times, you know, have encounter with God, because you know he was declared as righteous. The only reason that you cannot you know meet with God is that you know you are failing in the issue of righteousness. You don't have faith in righteousness. And you know God has given you righteousness until He, you know forsake his you know, only son. So you know, through emptying yourself, you know, your face will become perfect and entire. So that's why you have to continue to empty yourself. That is the story appears from 19, chapter verse 19. Without weakening in his face, he faced the fact that his body was good as dead since he was about 100 years old. And that Sarah's womb was also dead. So, you know, Abraham, you know, considered his um, his condition that you know they you know lose ability to pro uh, for procreation. In fact, the Sarah, he, she, 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 she left at the promise of God because she doubted. But you no. Know, Despite the fact that they have some doubt, but at that night, like the sister I mentioned, you know, who had love in 3 a.m., you know, Sarah you know, wake his, her, her, her husband up that you know, she invites her husband into love. So Isaac is the fruit of that love. So what's the meaning of Isaac? Isaac is smiling, right? So uh, the children's, the baby's name is smiling. Why? Why is that? Because you know, she wanted to repent, you know, about her doubt. So when she calls the name Isaac, and she is repenting, repenting, repenting her doubt, you know, of the promise of God. So that is why the baby is named, you know, Isaac. 
Is it funny? You know? So verse 20. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in faith and gave glory to God. So through the process of doubt and recovery, you know, his faith became stronger you know, while he's emptying his possibility. So 21, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised, which means that he you know, feared the amount of faith to a certain extent that he is now being overwhelmed by the power of faith. So until when? And he came to the stage in Genesis 22. And he was able to into the rest stage of faith. He was without doubt that and when God ordered him to offer sacrifice no, with Isaac, then he did not consult with Sarah, but he just took his only son to Mount Moriah and he was about to kill his son for sacrifice. And certainly, God has clearly spoke him that he had to offer Isaac a sacrifice, and she was about to kill his son with knife. And that was so, you know, quick. And then, you know, God didn't just spoke to him, but you know, the angel hold Abraham's hand, you know, you know, because he was without any doubt. And the angel hold Abraham's hand. So this shows that Abraham is now entering into the rest stage of faith. So this is that. And then I will talk about Abraham a little bit more in the evening. And the blessings of Abraham is ours. And the flow of faith of Abraham is now flowing into us you know, throughout 4,000 years ago. How precious your faith is. So that is why the enemy, they are afraid of those who have faith, because it, you know, goes through 4,000 years ago, 4,000 years. So, no, I want you to have the Word of God you know, working in you. Don't just to speak to, you know, people and have the time, you know, enjoying with the relationship with them, but you know, just meditating on the Word of God. You know, so let the nuclear reactor of the gospel can work in you. So let's give him glory. Have a nice lunch. And please have a nice rest in the afternoon.